and we are back. Episode 28 of Journey to a Million. Only two more off-season previews. This episode, episode 28. And then next week, episode 29. And then we are proud to announce that our fantasy football previews then begin. And that's going to be exciting stuff. Myself, Drew Skyberg here today. Then Jared Valeski is joining me. No Zach Roush for this first half of the episode. Hopefully, he will be joining us. So he will be missing out on the Atlanta Falcons, the first team here. And Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode here. We have the Falcons of Atlanta and then the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jared, did you see the Philly Eagles, their new logo unveiling? I did not. No, it's it's something. We'll leave it for the second half and we'll talk. We'll hear Zach's view on that as well. But look, let's go in here to the Atlanta Falcons. This is an interesting team with, you know, the amount of rookies. I mean, look, if you're looking for next year or this upcoming year, I guess is the better way to say it. But just first with the Atlanta Falcons going back to last year, right? I mean, it wasn't necessarily a great year whatsoever. Uh, Jared, you know how we start this. Give me the grade for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I had a D, but then I went up to a C minus. Originally, I looked at it. And I was like, I didn't think they were that good, but they did have seven wins with the team they had. Obviously, they had Matt Ryan, but I upped it a little bit. I see. I mean, still not a good season, but yeah, C minus. It's tough for me because uh, at the end of the day, they want to. It was more of, you know, one of those rebuild years, even though they still had Matt Ryan at quarterback. That was my whole thing. I, I know they went out. We, we'll talk about it. They went out and got like, got their guys this year, but that was the whole, it was tough to rebuild when you got, you have Cordero Patterson, you have Matt Ryan. I mean, you have older guys here. So that that's where it was tough for me, but even defense is getting older, but like Jared said, they got, you get seven wins. Mediocre team, right? Not playoff expectations, but they were just kind of like in no man's land in that middle spot. You know, they didn't do bad enough to get a really high draft pick, but they didn't do good enough to maybe make the playoffs. So I'll put them at the C range, right? I think that's their definition of a C there. But let's move on to this offseason now, Jerry. This was quite the offseason here for the Atlanta Falcons. Really a complete rebuild, you know, with some of the guys and Look, let's start with the big news, right? Matt Ryan gets traded away. He goes to Jared's Colts. So, Jared, I want to hear your thoughts, right, as a Colts fan, because personally, right, I mean, this doesn't affect myself as a Packer fan in the NFC. What do you think about Matt Ryan going to the Colts? Well, at first, I was kind of mad because I wanted Baker Mayfield because he was a younger quarterback looking for a future, as we had six quarterbacks in the last six years. Um, but then I looked back and I was like, okay, we have a few years with him. Probably we're already looking at new quarterbacks in a few years. I'm sure. Cause he's like 50 or he's like 37 years old, 36. He's getting up there. 37, yep. 37. So um, we only, we traded a, a third round pick for him. We weren't going to give up a first round pick. Cause that's what happened with Wentz. And we ended up you know, losing that trade. So, I mean, I'm kind of happy with it. He's still an above average quarterback. I would say he's probably a top 20. He's not top 15, top 10. He's not that good. But I mean, career-wise, he is, but not, uh, you know, next year. I wouldn't say. So I, I kind of like it, honestly, for being a Colts fan. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's a great fit. I know Philip Rivers is kind of like people are like, oh, older quarterback, bring him in. I think Matt Ryan's going to really benefit this passing game. Look, you know, Michael Pittman. I, I know this isn't a Colts podcast here. Michael Pittman, Pittman as a breakout candidate. You cannot tell me otherwise. 
And then overall, having JT helping him and even Naeem Hines. I think that's another mm-hmm. guy. Look at And him. they're uh, targeting Terry McLaurin, as Pat, Pat McAfee said today. There you show. go. So that would be a huge uh, Heard addition. it here, but yeah, Matt Ryan is gone. But, you know, Marcus Mariota right now is the temporary replacement. We'll talk later why it's that in our draft talk. But some other offseason signings, right? We, we mentioned Mariota. Anthony Ferkser, I believe he signed from the Titans. But otherwise, I mean, there isn't a lot of guys who they really signed. I mean, the Rashawn Evans, they signed. But talking about losses, I think it's a bigger story, right? Yeah, to go through sure. those. Russell Gage goes to the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hayden Hurst, the Bengals. Josh Harris to Zach's Chargers. Might as well call him Zach's Chargers at this point. Dante Fowler goes to the Cowboys. And, I mean, we mentioned Matt Ryan getting traded. So, I mean, they lose those guys. So that's the that's the big story there. So the offense looks is going to look completely different. The offensive line is going to that's going to be an interesting one there. Just overall, how the complexity of the line is because I mean, Jared, looking through it, I mean, they didn't really go out and sign a lot of guys. Was there any? Did you like? Did you like the signing of Marcus Mariota? I mean, they needed they needed someone. I mean, they didn't. Oh have yeah, really anyone. But you got to get what you can. Um, but I think the biggest. Not even a move, but like the biggest thing that happened for this team over the offseason, besides Matt Ryan, it's got to be Kelvin Ridley uh, getting suspended for the whole year. I mean, I was he was out last losses. year. Yep. He was out last year with his mental illness stuff, and then he uh, got suspended for gambling on his. Oh, yeah. He, he made a over. bet on I his own team. He was betting. Yep. Yeah. So they lost him, and then all the, the people you said. I mean, now they're not looking too promising, I would say, for the future as of now. They're all young. Which, I mean, for the future, they're looking promising, I'd say. But this next next, next few years, years, yeah. This is going to be a yeah, rebuild year, right? Yeah. In, in the NFL. And um, also, right, I mean, they, they went out, they re-signed Cordell Patterson. I I, I wonder, you know, what uh, how that's going to work. Because we'll talk about Algier, Tyler Algier. In the draft, they went out and got him. Arguably, it looks like he's going to be Patterson's replacement. Mm-hmm. But other guys they got, they got Casey Hayward. I didn't mention him. I didn't even know they did until a little while ago, honestly. I believe, and yeah, I, I guess overall, um, looking at it, so it was a solid, you know, it, it was just kind of in the middle there. Their, their defense, though, I still want to talk about. Yeah, AJ Terrell, very underrated. Casey Hayward, you know, was the signing they went out and got, and then they still have Rashawn. They have Rashawn Evans, the guy they went out and get, got, and uh, Deion Jones, who's been you know a cornerstone in in the middle there. So the defense overall looks. You know, that they look solid there. The pass rush is going to be interesting. You got Grady Jarrett, and then the other guys are are not, you know, Grady Jarrett-esque. So that's going to be a story there with the defense. But let's talk about the draft, though. I think the draft's the big story. We, we got to keep not avoiding it here. Drake London goes at number eight. They get him in the first round. They had... One first round pick, two second rounders, two third rounders, a fifth rounder, two sixth rounders. And we'll talk about him here. Drake London's a big story. Uh, they get him at eight, like I said, at USC. Jared Drake London, are you a fan of? I think, you know, him and Garrett Wilson are wide receiver 1A, wide receiver 1B in this draft. And if you end up yeah. with one of them, the 6'5, Drake London, I think you got to go to one. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that their quarterback might not be the best for him, but. Drake London's a great pickup. You needed a receiver, obviously, with the whole uh, Ridley thing and losing all their receivers like Russell Gage, like you said. Um, so he'll fit 
pretty good as a top receiver, unless it's going to be Kyle Pitts, um, yes. which he definitely could be. Dynasty holder of Kyle but, Pitts. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Uh, but- Drake London is out of USC. I think that's where uh, Michael Pittman was from, so it's kind of cool to see his teammate uh, coming in to the league. I mean, and the great players. So, so Pittman's going to come to the Falcons, right? No, Drake London will get traded eventually. That's that's the thing. But uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good signing. They needed a receiver, and uh, I was surprised with the rest of the draft. They went heavy defense, even though that's or at least the next two picks. Um, although even though like that's probably their strong suit right now, with obviously they're great uh, cornerbacks, AJ Terrell up and, yep. up and coming corner, and like you said, um, Arnold Ebikiti Ebikiti uh outside linebacker and then they went with Troy Anderson inside linebacker so they they kind of tried to buff out their, their I, and I think Jared with Abakite out of Penn State you might see him right I, I mean the pass rush I mentioned other than Jarrett it's not mm-hmm. there so you know what they yeah. did they went out and got two defensive ends they got sure. like Troy Anderson like you said on Montana State a mm-hmm. guy who right now looks right I mean Deion Jones is he's getting up there in age so you know looking at a guy who can get led and taught by one of the best in Deion Jones, who's 27, right? I mean, if we look at linebacker shelf life, not going to say it's 27. I, I'd say it's more 28, 29, not like the yeah. running back where they say 27 is when the decline takes place, which again is not always true in that case. But though this draft was nice, I think for the Atlanta Falcons, but we got to talk about more of it here. Third round, Desmond Ritter. So they get the quarterback out of Cincinnati. Looks like you know, Matt Ryan's replacement is going to be right. And um, what I personally think is going to happen, I think they're going to put Mariota out there. They're going to make make him compete, right? Make Ritter earn the spot. They're going to have Mar- throw Mary out, Mariota out there the first three or four or five games. But I think it's only a matter of when Desmond Ritter is starting under center for the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. So I don't know what you think. Do you think we'll see Ritter start? I'll say... I'll say we see him start over half the games. I'd go that bold. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it depends how, like you said, how uh, Mariota starts out. But I was kind of surprised how uh, he got drafted over um, Malik Willis when they had the chance to get him. I don't know if they saw something special in him, um, what they saw looking in before the draft. But, yeah, I think he'll play probably the second half of the season, if anything, because... I think Mariota is not a guy that can be your starting quarterback. So I think that coming out of uh, and a rookie, obviously out of the draft, Ritter will be a uh, a good future for the team, but maybe not this first year. What did you think about getting quarterback this year and not waiting for the stat class next, next year? year? What do you think? Do, do, yeah. you, do you like that they went out and got it this year? I personally do because, you know, you already have Kyle Pitts for a year, I think. And I don't want to say necessarily speed it up because – it's not necessarily this fast process, but I think if you get Drake London this year too, you get these receivers, you better get your quarterback this year because he think about the more time they'll have to develop a connection, you know, in the passing game. I, I think it, I personally am, am just fine with it, but I think you have to, all right. If they wouldn't have, I would have been like, well, what are they doing? Mariota is going to build this connection with these guys for a year just to get shipped off. So I'm happy with them getting that. And they might've got all the, they might've got their wide receiver one, quarterback one running back one for the few next let's say in two years it might be that tyler algier out of byu and um look he's he is the as a back i mean he's 511 220 he's a shorter you know kind of explosive back and with that he doesn't really necessarily have the speed component there but 
I think he can develop into a solid guy who can write break tackles and just kind of, you know, be that powering force it with with this offense. And I, I think that'll be a nice complimentary piece to what they have going in the passing game with, like we mentioned, London and Pitts and um we don't know about Ridley, right? I mean, of course we know he's gonna be gone suspended this this year. But at least yeah. we don't know about next year, right? I mean, it's tough to to gauge that here and um yeah, I mean, but overall, the draft last two picks was Justin Schaefer out of Georgia and then John Fitzpatrick out of Georgia. So, you know, that was the story here. They went out, it, Schaefer being the offensive lineman and Fitzpatrick being a tight end. So uh, maybe in tight end being 6'7", 250, they still have three tight ends really now with Berkser, Fitzpatrick, and Pitts. So, you know, three tight ends set there. Clearly possible now. And, uh, Look, Jared, let's talk now about kind of this team for next year. Some we'll do the record prediction first, and then we'll go to the fantasy outlook. I think that's okay. the way we'll roll here. So let's be weird, just us two. Jared, I will let you go first here. So I'm gonna read the 17 games for the Atlanta Falcons in the 2022 to 2023 season. Hosting New Orleans at Los Angeles, the Rams at Seattle, hosting Cleveland at Tampa Bay, hosting San Francisco at Cincinnati. Hosting Carolina, hosting the Chargers at Carolina, hosting the Bears at Washington, hosting the Steelers, the bye week at New Orleans, at Baltimore, hosting Arizona, and then hosting Tampa Bay. That's kind of, I mean, for this team, that's a tough schedule. Oh, I, yeah. I yeah. Rams, Chargers. <laughs> yeah. You got then the Buccaneers, of course, twice. You have the Browns, mm-hmm. but you have the Browns. You have the Browns early in the season. Keep that in mind. And you also, yeah. So you got to go first here. Yeah. I would say this team is young. Like you said, it's going to take a year. Uh, Three and 14, four and 13. I'm going to say four and 13. I'm going to say four and 13. I'm going to give them a game. I think they'll beat like the commanders or something. They'll beat the bears. Um, They can beat the Panthers Panthers once. Yeah. They can beat the uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. That was the other one I was going to say. Uh, can they steal a game maybe in this the schedule? Steelers, maybe I think the Steelers. they can steal a couple games. Yeah, you said what'd you say? Four and 13? Yeah, four and 13, yeah. Look, I don't want to say the same as you, so I'll go five and 12, but um, I, I think four and 13, five and 12. I think that's a good range for this squad. Like, right, like we said, they're young, they could steal a game, <laughs> right? I mean, this, yeah. this squad, it's the NFL, these guys are professionals, so totally could see that happening. But let's go into fantasy outlook, Jared. This is you know, the fun part here to round out this first half of the episode here before we talk about the Eagles. So big story, Jared, let's start with who is going to be the number one receiver on this team. Will it be Kyle Pitts? Will it be Auden Tate? <laughs> will it be, you know, who will it be Jared? I think just because you drafted London? Drake London at pick eight, I think they'll use him a lot. Um, but Kyle Pitts has already proven, so they might start with going, by going to Kyle Pitts a lot first few games of the season and then kind of work Drake London in a little bit. So I think at the end of the year, Drake London will catch Kyle Pitts in yards. But last year, Kyle Pitts had 1,000 in his rookie year, so it'll be close, but I, I'm going to say... No, I'm going to say Kyle Pitts has the most, I'm going the most target. The most I, I hope Kyle Pitts and no bias, even though I have him on the fantasy team yeah. for Dynasty. I, I You know... Kyle Pitts as a red zone target. I see. I don't. I don't see why not. You know, and I know Londo with his six five frame is going to be certainly appealing there too. But you know, Pitts isn't 
Pitts isn't necessarily a small guy either. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a giant, so I like that. Um, Cordero Patterson, Jared, would you draft him in a redraft league? That's another story. With Patterson. So he he surprised many, you know, a lot of leagues. He was a waiver wire pickup. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you thinking about him? I, I don't have ADP numbers for him, but we'll, we'll have ADP numbers, of course, when we do the fantasy in our episodes. But Patterson at age 31, uh, new running back too. Tyler Algier coming in. Patterson not participating at Falcons mini camps. I don't know. I, of course, he's older. It doesn't really mean much. But what do you think about Cordell Patterson? Fantasy, like, would you be looking to draft him? I wouldn't be looking to draft him. No, I would. I would say if he is starting, obviously you got LG, or if he's starting instead. But if Patterson's going to be the running back one, I would look at you know, you know, picking him up as a good bench running back, maybe a like a three or four on the team, just in case for a bye week you can throw him in there. But by then in the, in the season, you know, he might not even be playing. So that it's kind of hard for me right now, no, not knowing if he's going to be their number one or their number two. But I would say for right now, I would probably try to avoid him just because you don't really know what he's going to bring to the table. So I don't have ADP, but I, I agree with what you said. I'm looking right now. Um, I think I'm right. I'm seeing like round six, round seven. He might be going in in some leagues. Yikes. Okay. Uh, yeah, anything round eight or later, I think if you can get him and this is a 12 team league, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like how Zach, the post actually went up yesterday. Zach did that mock draft looking at it was a 12 team PPR. We're going to keep it standard when we're talking fantasy. That's what we're looking at. 12 team PPR. So yeah, round eight, if you can get him in there, uh, maybe end around seven. Right. But, uh, it, the risk is high. I mean, kind of what you were alluding to, uh, with him because, Again, rookie, rookie running back, age, injury, a lot of it there. But the big thing was him with like receptions and receiving touchdowns. That was the story last year. If he can get some sort of output like that, I don't see why not. But yeah, look, that's, I mean, that, that's going to be the story there. And then, yeah, Desmond Ritter, it's, it's tough with him and Mariota because we don't know who's going to be starting in like, let's say week seven, who's going to have the job. Yeah, that's so. probably why there's not many lines out for NFL futures. For exactly. Them, I wouldn't think because they don't know if he's actually going to be their starting quarterback or not. So. And Dynasty, right? I mean, if you drafted Ritter, um, that's going to be a guy, you know, hold on for years to come. Nice guy to stash there. And yeah, I mean, that's going to kind of wrap it up here for this first half of the episode. Jared, do you have anything else about the Atlanta Falcons? No, I mean, they're young from here. They're just going to get better. So, I mean, yep. Good luck to them after this next season. I think it's only up from here. So yeah, I mean, with that, we're going to take a little quick break here. And then we come back. We'll be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. I was recently introduced to AG1 and wow, if you're someone like me who hates taking pills and vitamins, wants more energy and wants a more optimized immune system. Let me tell you why this is the perfect supplement for you. So what is this stuff, you may ask? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's all those things. And look, this is the perfect thing to start your morning routine, start your day off right with just one scoop of AG1 with some water. And let's talk about AG1. What makes it so great, you may ask? 
It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, right? And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And let's talk about the price, right? You might be asking about that. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, and with that, you know, that's going to save you money, right? It costs you less than $3 a day while you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit, which I do have. I do love my coffee, but uh, talk about what the founder did here. He created Athletic Greens after experience how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, and I can attest to that. It is extremely difficult on a day-by-day basis. Athletic Greens, they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know you are getting the best when it comes to Athletic Greens. And also, they're they're a climate-neutral certified company, so you know they care about the environment. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. And right now, it is just time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Look, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply free of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com forward slash emerging, E-M-E-R. G-I-N-G. And that is to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Episode 28 resumes on the podcast and we have our special guest, Zach Roush, actually joined us for the second half of the episode. Yeah. I did make this half, yes. Oh, Zach. It happens to the best of us. It just happens to Zach more than others. Uh, But he is here for the second half and it's good to have him on so we're talking about the philadelphia eagles and as i mentioned in the first half they unveiled their new logo i mean it's a new word mark i guess the way to um describe it what do you think about it zach I, not many people liked it i liked it you did you did like it okay so you're in the jared's gotta look this I up because he, yeah. he, he has no idea what it is i like i like their old one too but i mean i don't know i think kind of indifferent about it i like both of them so i think the first i think the old one's better and i i it looks i guess it just has more um kind of like the border on the letters it just has it seems so unnecessary though yeah yeah, it really wasn't necessary yeah but i get it as oh you know we can sell it as this it's a new new way of generating revenue right but come on It, it it looks garbage i'll be honest like in my opinion, maybe not garbage, but it, it looks it looks bad compared to the other. Why change something that was working, right? Like, yeah, I wouldn't say garbage. It just looks unnecessary. Kinda. I get if they want to change the logo and then change that with a logo, sure. But just change that and not change the logo. I think the Eagles have a fine logo, and I I don't know, yeah. not a fan. And maybe, maybe they just got bored this offseason. Maybe that's, that's it. it yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's exactly what it was. Let's talk about that offseason. But first, we got to talk about the past season. So. The 2021 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Zach, we'll start with you. What did you think about this Philadelphia Eagles season? How would you grade it? 
I'll give it a C plus. Obviously, the the start to the year wasn't that great, but they really uh, came together at the end of the year. The rushing game was, I think, it was ranked two. Was it one or two? It was one all of us in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. So they had a great rushing game. I think um, they kind of learned what kind of a team they need to be if they want to win games, and what makes them the best team they can be. And I don't think they had any expectations of making Super Bowl run, anything like that last year. But get second in the division, uh, close for the playoffs. I think, I think that's a decent outcome. Yeah, um, yeah. you go, you go, Joe, Jared. Okay, I uh, I gave him a B minus, a little higher than Zach, because um, they made the playoffs, right? They lost to the Buccaneers, um, but oh, did they? Oh. Yeah, they they did. I'm pretty sure they yeah they lost they, by they two, made the playoffs. Yep, they were they a lost playoff by two team. touchdowns oh. to the Buccaneers. I remember. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it was a decent season. Obviously, they they are still young, young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. But I'm kind of a little more mad about Miles Sanders. If you would have had like five more yards, I would have made the championship last year in one of my leagues. But, but he didn't. He mm. still ended the he ended the game with like 28 points. But I needed them to have like Boston 29. Scott the goat. And Zach, Jared, stop offering me Boston Scott. <laughs> Zach likes to what? try to trade Boston Scott. So I think he's a very valuable piece. He All can right. Take over this backfield this year. I'm going to go B for the squad. Like, you know, like Zach did not mention, they were a playoff team. Yes. And um, they they did, you know, come up short against the Bucs in, in wild card weekend. But, you know, still, it was it was a good step for this squad, right? Um, with, with the team, Jalen Hurts, right? Being able, hopefully they'll commit to him more. And uh, that's going to be the story, I think, as we talk about in the offseason with this Eagles squad. But, yeah, I'll go B, make it playoffs. I, I think that's fair. And, look, let's talk about some of the moves the Eagles made, right? You know, the big story actually came in the draft was one you, they traded for A.J. Brown. Um, overall, let's talk about that, this trade first. What did you guys think about bringing AJ Brown in? I absolutely love the move. I think, right, you have Devontae Smith, a, y- a young receiver there, develop him along with a guy, you know, having an established vet in AJ Brown. I think that's going to make for a nice dynamic duo for the Eagles. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts can throw the ball, though. So it was, you, it was just a, a um, first round pick, right? They just traded it for the first round. First pick. and a third. First and a third. third for Brown. And that yeah. turned into an. Um, Burks, right for the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I liked it for the Eagles. I mean, they had they have talent up and coming. So getting a I want I don't want to really say veteran, but a better player in he's established. Brown, yeah. Yeah. AJ Brown will obviously help them tremendously. Now they have some more uh, weapons. Obviously with Dallas Goddard, like you said, Devontae Smith. So they'll have and they have a solid run game. So I think this team is looking forward, looking good in the next few years and going forward from there. What did AJ Brown get on his new deal? It's like twenty five a year, right? For four years, it's an extension through twenty twenty six. So that's what I like to be able to lock him up, right? If they if they get this done and they don't lock him in for you know longer term deal, it's like okay, we well, gave it the first and the third, but locking him in, big mm-hmm. story, bringing Fletcher Cox back for another year, you know, a legend in Philly through for another year there, taking Jared's guy Zach Pascal. I mean, I wanted to mention that. that yeah, that is that's underrated. Be... That's an underrated signing. They Pascal. Just because I mean, he Colts, played for the Colts. No, you, you always say that. But 
no, he was our number one, or I mean, number two behind Pittman, and he was a solid receiver. Like I remember against the the Colts, we had some deep, uh, or against the Packers two years ago, we had some deep threats to Pascal that kind of like solidified part of the game. But I mean, Pascal has always been that that decent player who's not going to be a number one or two, basically. I mean, the Colts didn't have a receiving core besides Pittman, so he's not going to be a one or two, but he'll be a great weapon just to like throw to him and take up a, a defensive player. Good role player. Yeah. 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 He, it's nothing for me to look at. It, it's just, all right, they got a guy. I'm just saying that because I've seen him play it like every game of his career. And Jared, he can he's just a guy. He can, he can be a weapon. No, he's yeah, a guy. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's good. Let's see. He's just a guy. Really watch watch him about, be a top, watch him be a top 30 uh, receiver this year. Let's talk about he someone who's be. just, who's not a guy who's an absolute, you know, a legend there on the offensive line who retired. Brandon book Brooks uh, retired. So that's a story for this team. Another one here, not not a retiree, but a good signing here. Hassan Reddick, bringing him in for three years. Zach, what were your thoughts on this move? He's extended now or signed through 2024. I like that deal. Um, they had their defensive, like from seven, was getting a little old. Obviously, they had Fletcher Cox, they had Derek Barnett. So they had some age up there. Hassan Reddick isn't, obviously, he's not a rookie or anything like that, but he's He's young enough that he has a couple years left to contribute. Um, kind of buys him some time to look into what they're going to do to address the front seven. Yeah, one way to address it there. And another way to address the front seven, the draft. And that's exactly what the Eagles did in this draft. They didn't have many picks, right? I mean, with the trades that were made, they only had five picks. But they made the most of it. They went. They went defense in three of them, then offense in two of them. And let's talk about it here. So they had one first rounder, two or one second rounder, one third rounder, two sixth rounders. And this is what they did. Jordan Davis, 13th overall guy out of Georgia. And look, a lot of Bulldogs win this draft, as we know. Cameron Jurgens then went in round two, an offensive lineman, 6'3". Arguably, my what my take is, they're gonna. He's gonna be Brandon Brooks' replacement long term. I think that's kind of where, where you could see him slot in, being at six three. I, I think we'll see him at guard. Uh, just with those first two picks, uh, Jared, starting with you. What are your thoughts on the Davis getting Jordan Davis, Cameron Jurgens? I mean, like you said, that defense getting him. Um, that's a good addition. Another bulldog on that team. Uh, I like that. There was a lot of talk about Jordan Davis. I know before the draft, but yeah, I mean, good pick by them. And then, like you said, I mean. Getting that Brooks replacement in uh, Jurgens is a is a good a good draft. They had to get someone, and I think if he does, if he is their starter, which I'm sure he will be, but I mean, otherwise they might find someone else, and he could be a good um, just backup, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Jurgens pick was obviously uh, position need with the Brooks retirement, but the Jordan Davis pick, um, we saw in college, he had some issues staying on the field. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. injuries or anything like that, but he'd after well, three, four plays, you need a break. So that's something for a 13th overall pick. That's a lot of draft capital that you're investing in somebody that may be only available 60% of defensive snaps, something like that. So I think he definitely needs to work on his, um, I guess, I don't know, cardio or like playing cardio so he can play more snaps, play more down, stay on the field because on the field this is where he's going to get production, where he's going to provide value to the defense. Yeah, I think that's exactly you know, what they what they want out of Davis, of course. And I think they 
they maybe see it in him that that's something they can improve and work on. So I think he's too, certainly going to be a development there. Uh, four-year contract, of course, he got with the fifth-year option. So um, that, that's going to be nice for this Eagles team. And look, he's going to be with because right they cut Fletcher Cox, but then like I said, they re-sign him to a more team-friendly friendly contract, I believe. So uh, he'll be you know working with one of the best. So that's going to be a good story there. Then after the draft, right? I mean, Nicole, we got to still talk about some of the more of the draft picks here. I want to get ahead of myself. Nicole B. Dean out of Georgia, get that linebacker there. He did fall, though, you know, due to injury yeah. concerns there. So Kyron Johnson, around six, they went with. And then Grant Calicatera, they went with at round six as well, a tight end on SMU. So let's talk about Dean and Davis. Like, like Zach mentioned, I mean, Arguably, they, they in the first in two of their first three picks, they went with a guys with maybe a lot of risk. So it seems like you know they they played a little risky in the draft. Maybe they they don't see concerns in Dean and Davis that others saw. But Zach, what are you thinking for these guys? Immediate impact wise, do you think that these are guys who are going to make that impact right away? Um, so like I was kind of talked about a little bit before. I think first year Davis is he won't be able to get up to that playing every down type of role. That might be a year three, four type thing. So I think the first year two, uh, Davis is going to be, he'll be a rotational guy. He's going to get his production. Obviously, everyone knows his size, his speed, stuff like that. And he's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to do his job. He just won't be out there every down. As his contract goes on, he's looking for that second deal. I think that's going to be where the playing every down is going to come up and be a big factor. Um, kind of what his second contract is. The Eagles want to stay with him, that kind of thing. And then obviously the Dean, um, the two t- big concerns in the draft were his shoulder injury that he won um, surgery on and then his size. He's a little bit undersized, but I think he still he played bigger than he was at um, Georgia and he kind of led that defense. So I think that's something that can translate well to the NFL. He just, as long as his shoulder can stay, stay where it is, stay in playing condition and allow him to play. Yeah, Zach, you're right on with that. Dean, right with the shoulder, that was the big concern. And hopefully he stays healthy. Look, these are talented players, both on the Bulldogs there. And certainly going to be awesome to see what they'll do in the NFL. So with that, we got to talk about Few more signings here took place after the draft. James Bradbury was the big one, gets cut from the Giants. Look, Giants cap space is a mess. We talked about it earlier in the offseason. And look, they went out, they got Bradbury, they solidified, they got another corner there. And look, with that, I guess offseason wise, you know, that, that kind of wrapped it up there for the Eagles. And is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we do our record predictions? I don't think so. What did you say, Zach? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. All right. So for the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to read their 17 games. Of course, here they are at Detroit hosting Minnesota at Washington hosting Jacksonville at Arizona hosting Dallas, the bye week hosting Pittsburgh at Houston, hosting the commanders at Indianapolis hosting green Bay hosting Tennessee at New York, the giants at Chicago, at Dallas, hosting New Orleans, and then hosting the New York Giants. Zach, we'll start with you. Um, nine and eight. 
All right. I'm going to go gonna be here around, around the 500. Yeah. I'll go 10 and seven. I will give them uh, an edge there in the game. I think they make the playoffs again. Um, because, and remember, I did say that they were winning this division. That's what Zach said too. That's why I'm confused why he said nine and eight. His nine and eight, eight. Are... He had the Cowboys in nine and eight. Did he? Okay. okay. So I, I will so, yeah. go. He did. Yeah. I'll go 10 and seven. I got them winning division by a game because again, their, their schedule isn't necessarily, you know, easy, but they do have some more favorable matchups compared to other teams. So I'll go 10, seven. I went 10 and seven as well. I, I had the Cowboys at 10 and seven. I think that they'll be um, tied for first, but the Cowboys will have the advantage. Obviously I, I kind of do like the Eagles roster more and I like their future a lot more than the Cowboys, but I think that the Cowboys have one more year in them that they'll win the division. And then the Eagles will slip in as like a five seed or a six seed. I think with the Eagles, it all depends on Jalen hurts. Exactly what I was going to yeah, mention. It comes down to how he plays you. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that here with our fantasy stuff, right? So Fantasy football, How, where would you be looking at Jalen Hurts, right? Him, ba- certainly his biggest asset is going to be him running the ball, right? I mean, it's it's why you draft a guy like Lamar Jackson, quarterback who can run, because you're hoping that they can have, like, okay passing, you know, stats. And I mean, that's kind of what I think where Jalen Hurts is going to kind of go in fantasy like that. So would you be looking, look, super flux, obviously you'd be content with having him as your second quarterback, anyone would be. But would you be looking at having him as your QB one, Jared? What are you thinking? I think so. I think him, he's kind of like a, I mean, a stretch a little bit, but having like a Kyle, Kyler Murray, I had him a couple years ago, or like I think I met him last year, but he has that run option and you're going to get his run points, which is worth more obviously than passing yards. So I think that having a mobile quarterback is a lot better, especially if a guy has weapons that he can throw to and then just run it out on his legs. I mean, you got A.J. Brown there, and you got Devontae Smith, Zach Pascal. He's got weapons. With, I mean, Dallas Goddard, too. So I think having a mobile quarterback is going to be – I mean, having Jalen Hurts might be a good start, not the best start, but I think he could be a solid running or quarterback for a team. What was he last year? He was like QB 9. 9. nine. Wow. He was yeah. 11 points ahead. Well, again, I, it's why I mentioned the running game. That's going to put him yeah. – Ahead, yeah, he's good so last year. Let me put let me put this into perspective. I have all these numbers up as like I said in the first half. I mean, we're going to be using ADP in our fantasy football pre preview episodes. We're going to be going through draft stuff last year. I mean, this is going to be some wild stuff here on Journey to a Million. So yeah, it, it went in this order. It went Burrow at eight, Hertz nine, Murray ten. So I mean, you're looking at a top ten quarterback, arguably in fantasy right now and you know who knows next year with the with aj brown now on the squad so go ahead zach yeah i think i would probably um i'd draft him as quarterback one um it'd be if i wait a little bit on the quarterback i wouldn't take him right away but i think he'd be a solid uh number one quarterback i think that's he's one of the guys that if you do draft him be your top quarterback you're going to use the earlier pick on your backup quarterback than somebody that has maybe a Herbert or Mahomes, something like that. You're going to get a safer pick. I think with that, get a yeah. safer backup is my opinion. So I, I think with that, it might be even, um, I mean, what's a guy who's coming to your mind, Zach, as a safer backup. Maybe I don't want to say Tua, but maybe Tua, you know, maybe uh, I don't know about Tua. I don't think I would stay away from Tua just because I don't think he's going to be that great of a quarterback. I think uh, maybe uh, Zach Wilson. I think that's kind of risky too. 
I think both those. Yeah. Wilson. Jimmy G, yeah, I mean, wherever he ends up, I guess I, you know, there's G. Maybe like a Dak. If you can get him as a backup, yeah, as I a mean, backup, that's a stretch. That, Zach, Zach, he was QB he's, he's seven last more. year. Yeah, yeah. but I, I know what the weapons last. I know what the weapons and stuff. His ADP is gonna fall, but he's gonna be going around that like quarterback ten range. I think maybe like a Ryan Tannehill might be a lot better. And you got to think of quarterbacks that aren't going to be start like a number one. You know, like. Dak's going to be a number one on one of these teams. I, yeah, I I think Dak. You know, I, even with regardless of what, I th- still think he'll be top twelve quarterback. You know, yeah. to start, but but we'll save that more for the fantasy stuff here. Miles Sanders is the next one, of course, because he's always a story. Um, you know, he's getting he's getting up there in age. Um, but where would you be looking for Miles Sanders? Is is my main question because running back. I, I know with some injury stuff last year, right? But Points per game wise, he was only averaging seven point six to put in games he played. So he was he was a disappointment in fantasy last year. I mean, that's kind of how I'd word it. I know injuries, but Miles Sanders, I don't know where where his stock will be looking. But arguably, if you can get him, I think in late rounds, you know, as a bench guy, maybe. But I I'd be personally, I'm staying away from Miles Sanders in this because I think. I don't like running backs in offenses where their quarterback is their main running back. And I mean, I think that's, that explains itself. I don't know where you guys stand in it, but that's my stance for sure. Yes. Yeah, so the mock draft I did um, last week, he went at pick 7.1. So first pick of the seventh round. I know. Wow. That's really, I would like him as, as a running back three, maybe I'd like him, but it's kind of same thing as Jalen hurts that if I do take him. I'm going to want like a cream hunt or something that, or I'm going to want another receiver. I can put in that flex. So like he'd be the option at flex, not my like every week flex spot. I would definitely take him at 7.1. I think I, so. I mean, I, I've yeah. had him, I had him last year and he has games. Like you said, he, he averages what seven points or whatever, but he has games where he puts up 25 and you don't know when to start him when, when those games are going to, yeah, that's a big problem. It's, he's not consistent, but he does have games that'll he'll break out. And that's why that's probably why his average is a little lower. Cause he doesn't have those games often, but when he does, yeah. I mean, you kind of want him starting. Look, let's go to the receivers As, here. Yeah. Sorry, Dick. but for sake of time, we're going to move on yeah. AJ Brown. We're looking at is the big story. Uh, Devontae Smith is the other one. Uh, his leap is sophomore year. What are we thinking for those guys? Of course, AJ Brown finished as wide receiver 32 in total points wise, but he only did play 13 games. Keep that in mind. His average was at 9.1 a game. So he was at one of the top there and that with that. And like in the middle, I guess not in the top, but he, he was more in the 10 to 25 range. You put that into account as points per game. Obviously, we're, we we can expect an uptick in Devontae Smith. So I don't know where you guys are leaning on the receivers for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I personally would be looking at it again. It's a matter of where you can get them. I don't know, Zach, if you want to talk about some of your mock draft experience where you saw these guys fly off. But so, Devontae Smith won at 10.2 and A.J. Brown won at 3.4. I could get behind Smith at 10 in round 10. I think that's a nice value there. Yeah. So I like AJ Brown even around three. Um, you think about last year, he had Tannehill. Is Tannehill really that much better at passing than Hurts? I, I think he's he is better. better, but yeah, he's better. Is he but... that much better that's going to make that big of a difference? 
No, no, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Hurts either. So late third, I, I know this might be like you know a little picky here, but late third round, I'd be content with AJ Brown. You know, if I have like the twelfth pick, eleventh pick in the third round, yeah, that late. But because I mean, I, I mean he, the upside here is I I think a wide receiver you know in between I I'm not gonna go top ten but I'll say in between ten and fifteen I could see it. He went before Javante Williams, Aaron Jones, Leonard. No, Burnett. no, no! I can't get behind that though, Zach. Honestly, I, I, I could. Too. Though. I just haven't looked I could. these guys. They really? they have obviously it would be AJ Brown. Then they got Dallas Goddard as their second receiving option. And then they have a run game, but that's, I mean, if you got, you need someone to rely on, you're not relying on Miles Sanders. You're going to rely on your, on your receivers. You're going to rely on Gainwell too. Gainwell, Gainwell, yeah, yeah. Gainwell. Got quite a few receptions on a backfield. Yeah. That's the one negative is they have so many options on offense that it's going to be crowded. Mm -hmm. They're going to be fighting for opportunity. And that's why Devontae Smith was 10.3 or whatever, because he's going to be their fourth, fifth option in most. That's fine with me. Because I think he is the upside. Where I'd be okay with that, having Devonte at round ten. I think there's some good value there. But yeah, uh, let's now move here. Let's talk about Thrive Fantasy, everyone. Come prop up with us on Thrive Fantasy, right? If you want to begin your journey to a million, you got to begin it with Thrive Fantasy. With it, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the match. We talked about last week with Zach, right? He knows Steph Curry. He knows Draymond Green. He knows Clay Thompson. So he's able to bet on things in Thrive Fantasy. And with that, you know, you choose 10 of those 12 or 20 available player props to build your lineup. And each prop, it has the fan assigned fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit and hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. And that's what Jared Veleski of Dirty Million did, right, Jared? You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I've been on Thrive for a few weeks now. And I mean, it's been amazing. I, I've i won like a few entries, a few worth over $50 that have uh, kind of kept me going on Thrive. I mean, it's a great app. I, I like how it's structured. I like that um, the lines they give you, they're, they can be generous at times. So I had a few um, MLB bets. I've I haven't won on an NBA one yet, which is kind of sad because that's like my sport. But even I've, I've won, won one, Jared. Did you you won on Thrive? I did. Oh my god, that's right, you did. Um, but yeah, MLB. It's been nice. I won again today um, in a four leg pick. Um, and then Drew, you posted on Instagram or I posted on your one. The other one, yeah. So it's been really fun, and that's the whole point of it having fun and uh winning some money yeah i mean i i took second out of 22 in an lb contest if you take if you don't if i'm if you are first loser you still win so me being first loser i still got a share of that prize pool so i'm not complaining there and look thrive has awarded over 13 million dollars in total so if you want to begin your journey to a million might as well just make it the journey to 13 million there so uh yeah i mean use promo code j2m when you sign up and we talked about it. I mean, it's on our Instagram, Drew Sports Crew. You receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. So you can deposit 100 get $100 on top of it. Plus two free contest entries when you deposit at least $10. And you get free four tickets when you deposit $100. So think about the value you're getting there. Insane value. And all you have to do is just download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting the website, www.thrivefantasy.com. So that's how you're going to begin your journey to a million today. And 
look, we got to talk about what you get for signing up with that code. We didn't include one thing on top of it. Every 10 people who sign up will be entered into a giveaway to an autographed sports memorabilia. So we already had the first 10. You know, if you missed out, you missed out on the first 10 because we're giving out autographed NFL stuff. It is official. We're giving out an autographed Marquez Valdez Scantling card. And look, it's a nice card and you're getting an autographed piece of memorabilia of an NFL player here just for signing up on top of this. You can win your own money. Plus, you can be entered a 10% chance to win more stuff. If you missed out, like I said, you missed out on the Packer one, but the next 10 people get entered into a Brewer autograph giveaway. So I'd, I'd be signing up here, right? Locking it in here so you can have a chance for a Brewer's autograph card. Doesn't get better than that. We let we let people vote too. I mean, we let people vote on this one here. It was the, either the rookie autograph Jordy Nelson card or the Marquez Valdez scaling. MVS did win, but Right. I mean, Zach, would you take advantage of this? You're not even like we said, you're not even that big in a sports betting, but this sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? Of course it does. Even if you don't know much about basketball, obviously Thrive makes it easy. Even if I can win one, anybody can win one. That is true. That's a good way to put it. And that's how we're going to wrap up here. So social media wise, you'll find us on the Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, Drew Sports Crew. So that's where you'll find all the stuff you'll find in the Thrive link is on there too. So if you don't want to type this in, the link will do it all for you. So just go find that link on our social media, YouTube and Facebook, Drew's Sports Crew. And then that you'll find me then on social media, of course, Drew Skyberg. And then Jared, you want to shout your social medias out and Zach as well. I mean, Instagram, Valley Jar, always there have been. You got to find Zach. Zero Schwann. Zach, do you want to show about your Snapchat? I think it is also zero one. You changed it? It is zero one. We'll wrap it up okay. there. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, The Journey to Million, the perfect podcast for you.